0: Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Tumeric Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we are going to be talking about all things loneliness and how to combat loneliness. At this point, the CDC says that loneliness is more harmful than 15 cigarettes a day. So this is a conversation that needs to be had. We are going to break down some alarming stats by the campaign to end loneliness. And then we're going to get into what the CDC recommends on doing to not only take care of of ourselves, but how we can better take care of each other, recognize some of the symptoms and some easy tips and steps that you can do right now to combat loneliness head on so we can take care of ourselves and each other just a little bit better. Have a great day. Be sure to check us out where you get your podcasts and look for the video on YouTube. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. A better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Tumerkin Tequila. I'm excited to be back with you. We took a couple weeks off to do some planning and rejuvenate i'm excited because i have new earphones and they sound unbelievable they're the Beats by dre studio this is not sponsored it's not a plug so i just got to give an authentic thumbs up to them these earphones are awesome manifesting future sponsorship from them or partnership because they are doing it right but today we're going to jump in it's may it's uh, mental health awareness month and we are hearing about all things loneliness all over the place so I really want to jump in right away and just start talking about what loneliness is, who it affects. Let's break down some statistics and what we can do about it. At this point, the United States is considering loneliness uh, a really serious problem. It's an epidemic, and we're not—we're still navigating so many things around brain health, mental health, how we work as a society. We're still coming off COVID and reeling in the impact and effects from being isolated and away from the people we loved and just our everyday routines. So I think loneliness. Loneliness, the, you know, the more we use our phones and the more we get disconnected from community, I think the more loneliness will continue to be on the rise. So we really need to have it as a relevant, prevalent conversation that's continuing because there is really a lot of things you can do that are pretty simple that can combat loneliness. And as a human, you will experience this at, at one point in time. And again, as you know, we're kind of getting more and more disconnected from community because we can do things digital, all the takeoff from artificial intelligence and, you know, chat GPT and all these things. We don't really need each other as as much as we once did. So it's time to lean back in and get back to some old school things that were really good for us that we just did because we didn't have cell phones. And um, they were good for our mental health and and wellness. And if anybody knows the Blue Zones, I'm a super fan of that study. Basically, it's a group of people that went and studied um, where the most centurions, people that lived to be a hundred, lived the longest and lived well, like really had a quality in life. And there's like eight different pillars on what they said were the things that allowed them to live the longest and live happily. And one of those major things was community. Like so we really do need each other. There's a plethora of science behind it. We're not going to go into that today. I'm going to break down some stats from uh this group called the campaign to end loneliness. I'll put this article up when I post The podcast, it's really great. They're really intentional about ending loneliness and creating culture, uh, cultivating conversations around it. It's a great resource. And they talk about a lot that's international, like in the UK and whatnot, which is awesome because I think you can apply these anywhere. Uh, But then I will break down what the CDC, our Center for Disease Control in America, how it, you know, labels loneliness, and then just some really quick, easy things that you can do to combat loneliness and have these in your back pocket, even if you're not feeling lonely right now or whatever, you might know somebody that is feeling lonely, but at some point in your life, you will feel this. So it's always good to have these tools in your back pocket in general. So let's jump in again. This is the campaign to end loneliness. Um, They've got a a bunch of great stuff going on. I really highly suggest you check out this article, but this is facts and statistics about loneliness. Loneliness is seen by many as one of the largest health concerns we face. The latest facts and statistics about loneliness help us to understand more about the risk factors and the impact it can have on different areas of our lives. By increasing the evidence base, we can help to inform policy and practices to address loneliness. So let's define loneliness first and foremost. The definition of loneliness That uh, we use is loneliness is a subjective unwelcome feeling or lack of or loss of companionship, which happens when there is a mismatch between the quality and the quantity of the social relationships that we have and those that we want. And this is Perlman and Peplau, 1981. That's the reference. This definition refers to the cognitive discrepancy theory where loneliness is regarded as a discrepancy between the desired and achieved levels of quality and quantity of social relationships different types of loneliness there are different types of loneliness emotional and social and existential loneliness we're going to break those down emotional loneliness is the absence of a significant other with whom a close attachment or meaningful relationship existed a partner or a close friend social loneliness is the lack of a wider social network of friends, neighbors, or colleagues. Existential loneliness is described as our universal aspect of the human condition, which expresses the separateness of the persons from others. Loneliness can be a transient feeling that comes and goes. It can also be situational. For an example, only occurring at certain times like Sundays, bank holidays, or Christmas. Or loneliness can be chronic. This means someone feels lonely all or most of the time. Lonely can, loneliness can also be characterized by intensity, by its intensity or how strongly it is felt, which can change from moment to moment and over different durations of time. So, we will go into each of these. And I just want to keep a reminder this, this article, new in the CDC, does talk a lot about uh, individuals and be, uh, people that live alone or that aren't in a serious relationship. But a lot of times, loneliness, and there's other data on this, um, can happen when you have, you know, you're married and you have a family of five, or you're the CEO of a top company, or, you know, you maybe you manage parades and you're literally around a million humans at one time. You can still feel completely isolated, alone, even if you're in a significant relationship, even if you're in, uh, if you have a large family or lots of friends, this isn't just for, you know, single people or people that get social anxiety or anything like that. It can be anywhere. And a lot of us, everyone, I think at one point, you know, if you're over 30, you've been in a relationship where you have felt alone and that's when you know it's time to go and get on with it, you um, but it's not just, it's not like the stereotypical, like being alone is loneliness. And there's a there's actually a bunch of great stuff out there. It's being alone versus loneliness, but we're gonna stay on task for this one today. So a lot of this, I would always revert to number one, going back to your core values. We're gonna have a lot coming out that on, uh, more about those on turmeric and tequila as we further focus on mental health and wellness. I think that's a starting point for most things. Hence, we're gonna be um, having some quick courses and stuff that where you can figure out your core values and then make the next steps because you not only wanna find the right job, the right people, um, um, you know, ways to keep yourself from becoming lonely, but you want to have people and opportunities and things that fit your core values. So they're there for the long term. So as we get into all this, I would say this and go determine what really um, is your internal core value. So then you can navigate the right things to get into the right situations and you're picking the right partner. So you don't feel alone. You're picking the right friends. So you don't feel alone and, you know, X, Y, Z. So let's get to those core values, but let's break down these different kinds of um, isolations and loneliness. This is social isolation. Loneliness is, to social, loneliness is linked to social isolation, but is not the same thing. Isolation is an objective state whereby the number of contacts a person has can be counted. One way of describing this distinction is that you can be lonely in a crowded room, but you will not be socially socially isolated. Loneliness and health. Loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 26%. And this is cited by Holt and Lundstad in 2015. Again, I will post all of these, but these statistics are astounding. Loneliness, living alone, or poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day loneliness is worse for you than obesity loneliness and social isolation are associated with increased risk of developing coronary heart disease and stroke loneliness increases the risk of high blood pressure loneliness with severe depression is associated associated with early mortality and loneliness is a risk factor for depression in later life loneliness and social, social isolation put individuals at greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia Loneliness and older people, let's break this down. The number of over 50s experience people over 50 experiencing loneliness is set to reach 2 million by 2025, 2026. This compares to around 1.4 million in 2016 to 2017, a 49% increase in 10 years. Half a million older people go at least five or six days a week without seeing or speaking to anyone. That one really blew my mind. So this is a casual reminder grandparents older friends even just people on the street or at the grocery store you know if they're elderly or whatever just in general be a good person regardless of age but i think this is good to have in the back of our mind if you see someone that is i don't know over 40 we can get into a whole age conversation here but that's quote-unquote elderly go out of your way to say hello you look nice pay a compliment like just engage with our elders, because it's really critical. And to think that this stat that's a 49% increase in 10 years of loneliness, more than likely that person will appreciate that. However small it feels that interaction more than, you know, and not to be dramatic, but it quite literally could save their life. Just a moment of kindness. So have that as a major takeaway in this conversation as we carry on throughout the rest of this podcast. Um, and that's five to six days a week up by yourself, not talking to anyone. That truly blows my mind. Well over half, 59% of those aged 85 and over, and 38% of those aged 75 to 84 live alone. So again, it's a lot of people living alone. And then they don't have a lot, you know, they're retired, they don't have community elsewhere. Um, find a way in social situations or just casual passing to reach out. I know that's small, but I do think it's big. These stats are just too huge to ignore Two-fifths of all older people, about 3.9 million, say the tele- television is their main company. Oh man. I, you know, social media, we, KO Alliance obviously is marketing and branding. We started the podcast to disrupt some of the smoke and mirrors out there because of social media and TV and all the things they're selling us. So to think that that's, you know, most people, uh, elder people's main companion, we got to find a way to insert ourselves into our elders' lives. So do what you can um even if you know if you're a male person and you're delivering the mail hey how are you if you're passing down the street whatever call your grandma and grandpa do what you got to do find a way um, because also remember, at one point we will be the elderly generation. Many of you might think I'm part of the elderly generation right now. Today, at CrossFit, I felt that way, so I'm with you all the generations. Uh, okay, jumping back in. Using longitudinal studies on loneliness in the UK from the past 70 years, Professor Christina Victor has shown that the percentage of older people experiencing chronic loneliness has remained broadly static since 1940s, with six to 13% of people over the age of 65 reporting that they feel lonely or all uh or some or most of the time this study is where the, where the commonly used 10 percent of older people are lonely statistic is drawn from taking 10 percent of an average so that gets a little diluted there but that's pretty significant but i mean it sounds like they haven't increased in loneliness so that is good i don't know that that's the same for america uh, longitudinal studies also show a rise in the number of people aged over 65 who feel lonely sometimes in quotes victor says that this increase could be as much as Uh, from 19% to 38% over the past six decades. So in general, it's increasing and it's significant. Loneliness and people of all ages. So this is everybody. And this is this is coming from 2013. Most of this, but even if you know it's within the past 10 years, these uh, these stats are alarming. So I'm guessing 2023 in this day and age, or whatever you're listening to this, it's even more significant. So this is something really you need to lean into. In total, 45% of adults feel occasionally, sometimes, or often lonely in England. This equates to 25 million people. In 2016 and 17, there were 5% of adults aged 16 years or older in England reporting feeling lonely often or always. That's one in 20 adults. Furthermore, 16% of adults reported feeling lonely sometimes and 24% occasionally. Research commissioned by the Eden Project Initiative, the big launch that found disconnected communities could be costing the UK economy over $32 billion every single year. Characteristics of people who are more, are more likely to experience loneliness include those who are widowed, those with poor health, and those with long-term illness or disability. 434 Four or five percent of the group reporting bad or very bad health are often or always lonely. Loneliness and gender. According to the ONS, women reported feeling women reported feeling lonely more frequently than men. They were significantly more likely uh, than men to report feeling lonely as often or always. Some of the uh, some of the time and occasionally, and were much less likely than men to say they never felt lonely. While higher percentages of older women reported loneliness compared to men, a greater number of older men, 50 plus, report moderate to high levels of social isolation. 14% of older men experiencing moderate to high social isolation compared to 11% of women. Loneliness and families. A survey by Action for Children found that 43% of 17 to 25-year-olds who used their service had experienced problems with loneliness, and that of this same group, less than half said they felt loved. Woof. Uh, action for children have also reported twenty four percent of parents surveyed said they were always or often lonely. So I think this might be the most significant piece of this data. This is action for children. so these are kiddos forty three percent that um, said they've experienced problems with loneliness and over half says forty three percent forty three percent of seventeen to twenty five year olds experience loneliness, and then over half of them said they never felt loved. I mean, I don't have the stats here on this, but I think you can likely directly attribute that this lack of feeling loved and social connection to school shootings and um, this deep problem we have with youth and mental health. And this is a real epidemic. And um, again, this is a whole other podcast we could go down into. But if that many of our young people don't feel loved there is an absolute disconnect. So they are casual with life in itself. And I think that's where we have these larger, more violent problems. So this, again, this is an alarming conversation. We really need to lean in and start addressing these things and these issues, loneliness head on. And, you know, man, our kiddos really need to feel loved. Um, Action for Children have also reported 24% of parents surveyed said they were always or often lonely. I'm curious on this, if that's single parents, um, I'm an owner of three dogs, not children. And it's a lot by yourself. Absolutely a chosen choice on my behalf is so not complaining at all, but it's a lot. And I always think of my single parents and I wonder how they do it on their own. It's gotta be, um, just incredible. It's an incredible load. And I see uh, a lot of single parents really doing it or people in relationships where one parent is doing everything. So um, this is my casual nod to say if you're listening to this and you're wondering, I think more people than you know, see you and if you reached out people would be more than willing to help and they'd probably relate to your situation in any capacity, single parents, parents that feel alone, our kiddos that don't feel loved, all of, all of this, If this is resonating at all, we'll get into some immediate strategies on how to combat loneliness, but reach out and ask for help. If you're listening to this and you're these are checking boxes and it's you ask someone because again this is the human condition we've all experienced this at one time and if if you just keep it casual and say man i'm i could use a friend right now i could you know can we grab a cup of coffee people people are there for you people care and people really do understand loneliness and disabled people research by uh the census has shown that up to 50 percent of disabled people will be lonely on any given day so these are really intense statistics um you know the overarching takeaways we define loneliness how there's different types but it, you know, how it impacts our older people, our people of all ages, our people of different genders, people in England versus America. I think the larger takeaway is this: is it's it's a lot. All of these statistics are, you know, over forty percent in whatever it is of someone experiencing loneliness at the minimum versus um, often or always. So it's either happening at forty percent or higher um, from that point on. So it's it's an epidemic, and it's really. Uh, It's alarming. I think the biggest piece for me is our kiddos not feeling love. That really hurts my heart. And I really do feel like that explains why we have all these really traumatic, violent situations, because there's just such a lack of connection and, and loving of themselves. So we've got to, as older people or as people over 18, take some personal responsibility to love yourself so we can start modeling that for our young people. And Take again, find a way to show some caring, loving support to our kiddos, whether it's volunteering or just giving them a high five or telling them, asking how their day was, just checking in like little, little things go such a long way. Um, And let's support our parents out there. Okay, let's get to the CDC. We're going to break down their version. This is more applicable, I think, specifically to America. And our culture and our experience, um, it is the human condition. So we're this is still kind of 10,000 foot view, but I do want to keep this tight and uh, quick so we can just see now the stats. We know they're alarming. We got to do something about it. Here's what we can do. What you may ex- be experiencing, again, this is from the CDC. I'll post this. Loneliness is an emotion that comes from a lack of social connection. You might feel disconnected and isolated from others. Maybe you haven't seen your loved ones or friends in a while, or you just miss You just miss hugging someone. You might feel as if nobody understands you and there is no one to turn to. Many of us experience loneliness at some time. Loneliness may affect your concentration, how you sleep, your appetite and energy level. What you can do. These are really great simple things. Write this down. You know I'll have it posted. Start a conversation. Call video chat or text message friends family, neighbors or coworkers, write a letter or a postcard. I think this is great. Just a simple text is is amazing. And again, you don't always have to divulge into the details of things. Just ask for a friend, ask for an ear, you know, just say, can we have a quick convo? Keep it simple and then let the doors open from there. And I guarantee you, the more open you are, the more open the person that's listening to you will be and they will be able to relate to your situation in some capacity or loneliness at minimum. Use social media to connect. Use your time online to connect and interact with others instead of scrolling through posts at limited timeframes for reading the news. Love this. If you're going to be on social media, you know, again, KO Alliance, we do marketing and branding. We're here. We're an advocate for social media. As conscious consumers, that means you're filtering out the bad. I just did a post on um, how to follow good fit influencers on LinkedIn. Check that out if you see it, because there's a lot of ones you can unfollow and get away from, and, and it talks about how to navigate that. Um, situation for your kids, so they're not following, you know, all a lot of smoke and mirrors and people just promoting thinness. That's not the point. But if you get on it, you consciously connect, I have a running group on Instagram of my college friends, and we literally our main language is through memes. But we that's kind of how we check in and hear about the kiddos and who's moving and what's doing whatever. And it's I'm so thankful for social media because we can stay connected that way. And literally, we understand each other through memes. So I know if you've got good friends out there that are long distance, you're probably doing something similar where you send a meme back and forth. And it just explains life in itself. So gold star to memes. But get on social media intentionally and connect to someone. And there's Facebook. You know, they've got the older generation on there. Get on there. Connect with your grandparents. Connect with um, your aunts and uncles, your cousins. Like they are on there and they're engaging on Facebook. So shout out to Facebook for, you know, being the uh, more mature platform, if you will. Get it all right try volunteering to provide support for you, support in your community many organizations including faith-based organizations offer volunteer opportunities where which you can give uh which you can give which you can give you the, which can give you the chance to contribute to something that you find important this is awesome i try to volunteer at minimum once a month i'm so lucky that my fitness family is does a lot of 501c3 nonprofit stuff so i get involved with they with you know the people that i work out with whatever they have going on to support their cause and every time i volunteered it's kind of hard to squeeze something in business dogs training whatever but every time i walk away i feel like some part of me is healed i feel like i've contributed i feel like i'm a part of society i feel like i've done the right thing there are so many things around volunteering that i cannot suggest enough. If you are in a dark place and you don't feel like doing something or no one understands you, go volunteer. I've done um, a couple like at women's shelters, giving out shoes and stuff. Shout out to Holy Kicks. They're amazing. And every time I walk away and you, you know, you're showing up for them, but it's a hundred percent helping me a hundred percent. I honestly feel like whatever we're giving away, I'm getting that times 10 out of it. And I, even every time I go, I forget like how healing it is, but then I walk away and I'm like, God, I'm just so fortunate that this is you know, an opportunity for me. So if you're really feeling down and out, I can't say enough um, about volunteering and getting involved and showing up for someone else. And you will be surprised like how these little conversations in volunteering are so serendipitous and they somehow come back to like maybe something you have going on in life or something that you're um excited about. So or you know they just might be able to lend some advice randomly. I mean it's just really a beautiful human interaction that brings us back down to that ground level of the human condition and one person showing up for another and that's how it's supposed to be. So uh, it, first core values, second go volunteer, go find a way to be useful and you just immediately feel how much bigger this world is than you and that you know you're going to pull through. There's people out there, there's big things going on and we're all here for a reason. I think it's just such a good stepping stone um, to pull out of loneliness or just to maintain mental health and community in general. It's, it's always a positive experience for me, even when it's like really tough situations to go into and you see a lot of how society has failed. Some of our fellow humans, you're still showing up from in and you in that moment, you can be there for another person. And that's, it's magic. Practice self-compassion and self-care. Be gentle with yourself. Take time for yourself. Read, listen, read, listen to music, exercise or learn a new skill, acknowledge your success and give yourself a break. You are doing the best you can. A lot of people talk about quote unquote self-care and how important self-talk is. It absolutely is. I have a practice running with some of my fitness fitness friends because we always have stuff to do and we're constantly thinking about all the things we didn't get that done that day. So I've consciously every single day tried to take a mental note of things that I did get done that day and shift the narrative because entrepreneur training, you know, we all have these things and these narratives that we carry where it's never really enough, especially high achievers, varsity humans, it's never enough. And that's part of the problem. We've got to pull back, take a moment each day and acknowledge everything you did get done. I don't care if it's you went for a walk, you walked the dogs, you took out the trash, you brushed your hair, even if it's small things, it's just one of those days where you can't, give yourself a gold star for whatever it is you did do The get for the can, give it give it up to yourself and really be mindful, disrupt that negative talk to yourself. There's a great t- trick by Mel Robbins. Um, we've got this running loop of negative self-talk. Stop, Count count back from five, Take a deep breath and then let it go because you can't consciously think and count. It's con- um the um, it's late in the day. I can't remember the science, but your, your the frontal cortex of your brain can't think and count down. So it, it shuts one thing off. So when in doubt and you want to end the loop, start counting down from five and do it as many times as you can or you need to to kind of disrupt that negative talk and then have some positive thoughts. Think about the stuff you did get done. Think about the things you appreciate, you're grateful for. Just change that, that narrative and that thinking and get it back on the right track. I do think the uh, self-care in the self-talk is huge, but then taking time to find something that brings you joy. I know that's a little cliche at this point, but if it's listening to music, if it's going for a walk, if it's drawing or coloring or getting creative, which for us humans, most of the time it is, go pet your dog. I think it's huge. And then finally, my suggestion, again, core values, go volunteer. Go move, move some blood. Once you start to move blood in your body, go for a walk. You don't have to do some big strenuous, you know, CrossFit time workout, whatever. Just go move blood and that in itself will move um, your system and will shift your hormones. Like get get stuff moving in your body and, and that is magic. It'll really help move and heal and facilitate, um, well, you quite literally moving in the right direction, but you changing your mood and changing um, your outlook just by going to move. So go go for a walk okay this continues on to list seek help from a professional if your loneliness becomes overwhelming or feels unmanageable talk to your doctor about how you're feeling find mental health services and there's a mental health um link on here And this is what the good news about mental health, I think, especially for our people under 40, is becoming more and more socially acceptable. And people will talk about their therapist, talk about who they go see. And finding a good therapist is like finding a good coach in athletics and sports. So it's not like it's a you just call and you go find the right coach, and then boom, you're getting a lacrosse scholarship, going to college. You got to find the right coaches that fit with you physically, mentally, workouts, lacrosse, training, whatever. Find the right personality that fits for you. Maybe you want someone, if you're a former veteran, you would want a veteran, you know, male over 40 that's done X, Y, and Z. Like You can get really, really specific, but feel free to kind of interview these therapists and see if you, it, you know, intentionally jive. And if it really is a fit, because if it's not, don't waste your time or their time. There's thousands millions whatever therapists out there go find the right ones and then if you have insurance you can go on there and many of them um like talk space uh i can't think of them off head but they're on your insurance you go on there and they can you can call different numbers and your insurance will likely cover those fees so i think if it's 150 bucks a lot of them are like 25 per session so it's super affordable. In addition, there's tons of free resources out there. And at bare minimum, just go talk to a friend. If this does get to a level where you really need a professional, that's fine. Even ask the friend, you know, who do you go see? Who would you suggest? What else is out there? What did you do? Um, for anyone that's, you know, religious, go to church. See what people um at your church or things that, you know, your like-minded humans, maybe that your church is your fitness like me. Go see what they. So if you've got like a little bit of your community and they're similar to you, go ask people who are you going to talk to? Do you see a therapist? Do you talk to anyone? And people, if it's, you know, I, I think sometimes that's a little bit of a a touchy subject but if you can do it the right time maybe it's not in front of the group or whatever and just say you know can i ask you an honest question have you ever done therapy whatever people will be honest and they'll tell you and if not that's okay the worst you know if you answer and you're just curious whatever but have that conversation especially things are starting to take a turn help yourself we've got you know this world there's major heavy things going on but we can't fix anything until we are you know addressing the things within there's a great quote called the way out is the way in so you've got to just lean in and know that all answers are within but we've really got to take some time to understand what we love get those values take time to address things that you know we need to heal and then find a way to let them go and then proactively be a member in your community. Like get around your more, you know, your people, your like-minded things. Do things that bring you joy. Go volunteer, but be active in your community and find a way to have, um, you know, social conversations and socialness in your life. You know, if you're super social, you need a hundred friends, great. But if you're one that has one friend, that's okay. It's not about, um, the quantity. It's it's just it's about the quality. So lean in and and bring people in and get off your phone. Do stuff in in real life, even in passing. Please extend some kindness and grace. To to our elders. I don't know that I love that word, but we're going to go off the article here and just say, Hey, how are you? How's your day? I love your dog. Great pants, whatever. Like give a compliment, find a way to engage. Just let them in that moment feel seen and feel heard and feel appreciated. And I swear you just might save somebody's life. So these kind tiny, tiny moments, I can think for me, my loneliness isn't, um, about living alone or lack of relationships or anything like like serious relationships. To me, it's more of as an entrepreneur, my business is so unique and my agenda is so unique. My narrative is like, oh, you know, other entrepreneurs, they kind of get it, but they're so busy, I don't wanna throw things on them. But anytime I've reached out for like business help or advice or saying, God, do you know what to do this? Like I've never done this before or whatever. And my space is constantly you know navigating and changing people have been so helpful and it's facilitated our relationship on a deeper level and we've become you know strategic partners in some capacity it's been a really rewarding experience so sometimes when you're going down a road and you're just feeling like you're alone and you're you know you got to figure this out that could really lead you to um something great on the other side so lean in ask reach out and even if it's just a small step in the right direction and and on the flip side if you're not lonely Keep some grace in your back pocket because at some point you will experience this emotion and be there for people that, you know, be able to read the room and, and see some signs of people that might be needing a hand or needing an ear and, um, you know, like give, give them some grace and, and ask them how they are and what they're doing. So, you know, real, real easy things. These are from um the CDC. So real quick, I'll recap on what you can do right now to combat loneliness. Start a conversation. Use social media intentionally. Try to volunteer or support your community. Practice self-care and compassion. And then if need be, go ask or seek out some professional help. My personal list to that is go find your core values, understand what is important to you, and then seek communities, volunteer opportunities, whatever, through those core values. Um, Treat yourself kindly, monitor that self-talk, and then go um, volunteer. That's my second most important one. Get just go get out there, go volunteer something, whatever it is, even if it's quick for an hour, just go do it. And third for me would be exercise. Go for a walk. Just start when in doubt, walk it out or work it out. Go move blood and then make a decision. Don't make any big decision when you're feeling a type of way. Go for a walk, get some clarity, move some blood, talk to your friend, what you got to do and then um you know move that blood and see what else we can do here to kind of keep ourselves in, in check and check it in with our mental health. So these are simple, really easy things. Let's keep the conversation going. And again, don't stereotype loneliness as just people that live alone or single or whatever. Loneliness is quite often, um, you know, in some of these situations where it's in a relationship where one person feels alone or in a family and one person feels like they're doing it all, or there's a lack of communication. You can be in these quote unquote, you know, social or community situations and still feel completely isolated. So As individuals, let's heighten our awareness. If you see something, say something, lend a hand, lend a hug, lend an ear. And let's continue to be there for ourselves and for each other. So let's go. If loneliness is like 15 cigarettes a day, that's insane. I can't even believe that. So just drink that in. That's crazy. Let's love each other. Let's be out there. Quit not smoking by loneliness. That's craziness. Um. But I appreciate you to my fans, to my people showing up, to listening, to my mentors, to the people I train with, my family, everyone that's in my circle. I love you all the days. And I will, I'm telling you this on the podcast, but I'm here, my heart and my ear, my eyes are open and I will reach out. I have my promise. If you can come to me, I will come to you. So let's just keep this promise flowing in the conversation going. Take care of yourself. Love each other and let's give out some hugs. Have a great day. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.